It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. All right, we're going to bring in Showtime Sean Porter here one sec. Just a quick reminder that at 1230, we are leaving YouTube, heading over to WKYC Channel 3 NBC for 30 minutes of brand new, never-before-seen Browns coverage. So make sure you guys tune in on your TVs on the WKYC Plus app to us at 1230. With that, let's bring in our world champion boxer, the one, the only, Showtime. There he is. Hey. Oh, I don't like that look. Got, the Browns got him. Got, the Browns got him looking crazy. That's the last thing most of his opponents saw before they were looking at the light. <laughs> What's up, Sean? I, w- I was gonna say I will say this. Uh, in, in my defense, I am gonna get my hair done, but along the way, I like it. Especially listening to what you guys were just saying about our offensive line. It's like we where we didn't know we had holes in the last previous probably. Three, two to three years, if not even four, we're starting to see these holes, and you know, I, I gotta, I can't help but wonder if that, if that quarterback uh, position is the reason why we're starting to see these holes. I mean, obviously, we know that uh, that uh, our running back has gone down, and, and now that's a, a even bigger hole. But now we're starting to really see where the kinks in the armor have lied, and I think that is because of our quarterback. Really, explain. Well, I have been against that trade ever since the trade was made, and that was even before I was aware of the of the the situations that Deshaun Watson was was involved with. I'm a firm believer that you cannot take your way, take yourself out of an elite uh, sport, and come back into that elite sport and perform elite. And two years out of the game is just far too long. His eyes have not seen that speed. His reflexes have not seen that speed. His mind has not had to think that way in over two years and so he's not going to be who he was in 2015 2016 can he ever get back? when he first i don't believe he can and i'll tell you why um in boxing we always talk about layoffs and he says this layoff gonna hurt a fighter a layoff does not hurt a fighter when a fighter is training at the level they fight at wow. you have to get that blood to boil you have to get that mind to work at that elite fast level and if you're not for a certain amount of time then yes a layoff and 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 rest and all those kind of things will set in and the same thing for Deshaun Watson he's been out of the league for two years hasn't played hasn't played NFL snaps in over two years or whatever the case may be and now he's expecting to come back and everything to fire the way that it's been fired if and and why he was off if he was practicing at this elite level and still getting out and making these passes and, and making his mind move and think the way they move. his eyes are not going to catch up to how fast they need to move wow. now. His mind is not going to catch up to how fast he needs to move now. And we've even seen his legs aren't moving as fast as they used to move either. Sean, so if you don't believe me, even look at just the legs. That's it, even it is, more depressing. Man. And, and I, I didn't want to come on here. <laughs> he came with that fire, though. Like, what about Michael Vick? Michael Vick missed two years and played his best year of his career. Very true, but the difference between Mike Vick and and Deshaun Watson, I mean, I think is even the talent, the level of talent and gift is different. You know what I mean? And so, like a lot, like you say, hey, there's only one Mike Vick, you know, and and, and Mike Vick or uh, Deshaun Watson can't back, can't come back and and now operate the way that he was. At the end of the day, um, it, it, we'll take Roy Jones for as an example, and I'll I'll use Roy Jones because I'm I'm a fighter. Roy had this unique talent and ability. His instincts and his speed 
were on an amazing level. But once he got hurt, everything started to deteriorate. No, Deshaun Watson has not gotten hurt, but he has not used his unique gifts and talents in, in so long that now they've started to deteriorate. When you said that, that you think his legs are slower too, are you, are you seeing a, just a physically slower Deshaun Watson? Like there's already been some physical erosion of his gifts? Forget the mental side. Or is it the decision I feel like to if, run? Yeah, I think it becomes a decision to run. We also, I personally, I see a little hesitation once that decision is even made to run. There's hesitation after that, and those are the those are the things that that set in when you have not been able to move and operate. You become less instinctive, and you become more cognizant of what needs to happen and what you need to do. And that those milliseconds take away from your ability to get away. It takes away from your ability to get away and then make a make a, a play. You know. Um, the way they performed against Tennessee, I didn't think I was going to have to come on on there here and talk like this. But then, of course, he missed last week, and it was like, I now you've missed a week, and it's like you're going to come back and be better than you were before you left? I don't think so. Against San Francisco. I, I think, you know, sure. I was, yeah. I, obviously, you have you have the experience as a, as a great athlete that I don't. I just think we've seen guys. Like, he, he didn't miss two full years. It was more like a year and a half. Well, no, calendar years, yeah. it was just short of two calendar years. Well, I mean. Because we saw him in November, and we had last seen him in almost two years prior okay, to December. Okay, but it was, you know. So you, it, was, it was 23 months. All right, but you always have that off time. You know, he missed one and two-thirds seasons, right? And we've seen guys miss a year, I mean, all the time and come back and play well. Is an extra half a season the difference between being able to come back? I can understand, like, we undervalued last year that he was going to be rusty and need time. But, and, and maybe you'll be right. I, I, you might be right. And maybe he's never going to be the same guy. I thought he showed signs of yeah. it against Tennessee. I think we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. But why is the, what's the difference between one year and a year and two thirds? Yeah, I think at the end of the day, he doesn't really strike me as someone. And again, this, and I'll be point blank. I'm extremely, I'm, I'm just judging. Uh, and for the Seguars, I'm judging a book by his cover, but he doesn't strike me as someone who's going to, work hard until it's time to work hard. There, There's athletes who will continue to train and work even though there's nothing on the calendar for them. And he doesn't strike me as that kind of person. I think when you talk about one and two quarter, two, three, two thirds of a year, whatever the case may be, what have you done in that time? Have you, have you done things to improve your game? Have you done things to continue to condition your eyes and things like that? I think even if anything, and, and, and just to pull back on everything that I said, maybe he just has to get everything back conditioned. And maybe yeah. I'm, I'm all the way wrong. Yeah. Honestly, man, I want to see these Browns make it to the playoffs like we did, right. what was that, two years ago? And I want to see us <laughs> go further than we went th- that last two years ago. I mean, I yeah. thought that was amazing. I didn't expect it. And, of course, we expect a quarterback who, who has been um, uh, uh, successful in the league, we expect to get back there with him, you know. And so it's like, for me, I'm looking, okay, if we don't get back there and I'm looking at this guy, what are, what are the components to the reasons why? And I just think that you you, you, you look at his lack of, commitment to the game and his off and his off time and I think that that is a big contributor as to why he's underperformed since he's been playing. Sean I respectfully I disagree I I just I don't know that like well we don't know his workout habits off the field I mean sure I I I mean I I think you know again I don't know maybe maybe you're right maybe he's not working hard enough but I don't know that we have we have any reason to believe that necessarily that he's not working mm-hmm. hard enough in the offseason. If we did know that, I'd be like, yeah, well, well maybe that's typically why. isn't that shown in performance? Like if 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 Sean was training for a fight. Yeah. Uh, and you and you see it all the time, and I'm not saying that Sean's done this, but a lot of times by the fourth or fifth round, everybody in the arena and everybody watching at home knows because it shows, you know, well, this guy didn't put in the work. Well, and, and I, I don't think it's fair to say that the guy's not working hard because he is struggling. Well, we don't I know mean, that, but what I'm saying well, is... Well, but Sean said that, so Doesn't just, it usually it, manifest itself in performance? Sean, not exactly. maybe it doesn't. Maybe it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I'll tell you one thing. I mean, I near the end of my career, I was notorious for it. If I didn't have something on the calendar, if I didn't know what was going on, I either went into the gym and I half-assed it, or I didn't go into the gym at all. And my, and my thing was, I just don't... There's nothing on the table. You know, and let's be honest, he didn't know where he was going to go. 
He did, he did want to play for the Texans. He had no motivation to continue doing what, what it takes to remain at the elite level. And again, and I'll take full responsibility for this conversation and say that, yes, I'm being judgmental, but I'm being judgmental based on experience, personal experience, as well as experience watching other athletes who come into the ring and or or going to the field and it's like you always say game day will tell the truth so if i'm if i'm all the way wrong game day has certainly told us that something there's a disconnect so sean kind of a two-part question um have you seen a fighter um ever be in tip-top peak physical condition um dang mcnuggets you got rid of him <laughs> No, I don't know. He probably I'm got here, texted. I'm here, I'm here. He's back. Oh, okay. He probably got okay. <laughs> have you ever seen have you ever seen a boxer be in tip top physical condition, is ready to go, but he got in the ring with somebody and got smoked because he had the wrong game plan? Man, are you are you leading me to talk about Terrence Crawford and Smith Jr.? <laughs> <laughs> so hold on, so here's the thing. So it so, can't so, happen. Now hold on, I'll so, work your opponent so, and lose. So what I'm saying to you is you can Deshaun Watson could be the most uh, you know he could do all the push-ups, sit-ups, crunches, be running forty-yard dashes. But if they get out here and you out schemed, you out uh, you out flanked, you, maybe you have other situations. We just talked about an offensive line that lead to more sacks. Sometimes you can yeah. go in the game and just don't have the numbers. Disclaimer: I don't want to be right. I want him to start to perform. I want him to start to get that blood to boil and get back to that elite play that he that he that he has had through the course of his his career. Um, and all that being said, man, I, I am man. I'm a I'm a I'm a diehard Browns fan. And oh, so like, you said I was right. You we, said I was right there. No, I ne- never said that. I'm, I'm, I'm taking responsibility for what I said. And I'm telling you guys that I hope I'm wrong about what I said. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I I understand it. There are times where guys lose or don't perform well, even though they put in all the work. That's right. I think what he's saying is when we've seen that an elite quarterback, which is what he was, we've usually seen if he continues to put in that work, he remains elite. But the last time we saw him on the field, he played great. So yeah. I, I think right now, to me, it's bad timing for the for, Well, you know. yeah, but, but there were there were eight other games. Or how many other games? I hear you. There were six I, last I think we should go from... I, I think we should go from great to pretty good. He played pretty good against Tennessee. I agree with that. Yeah, I, great is uh, all right. That's fair. The, the top level. Yeah, yeah. Sean, we appreciate your insight, brother. You know what we love the most about you? You come out as if it was the opening bell, and you've only got ten seconds to go for the knockout. That's what I love. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't apologize. We love it. Thanks, we Sean. love it. You brought the smoke, brother. I- I love you guys, and I love this show, man. Have me on thanks. anytime you guys want. I'll see you guys hey, later, all right? Hey, we, we, hey, it's mutual. You hey, know that, Sean. We're going to get some views off that one. Yeah, that's Sean that was hot. Sean said Deshaun Watson trash. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just tag me. That's all. Just tag me. I'm just playing with you. I, I tell you, I do the same thing Jason Lloyd. You know what Jason Lloyd told me? Everything. No. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I'm not worried about him coming after me. So that's Yeah, I enough. wouldn't be. No, I no. wouldn't be. Keep those hands in shape, brother. Yes, we'll talk care. soon, all right? Yes, sir. Hey, hey he man. brought it, man. Yeah. man listen, I, he I brought think, it. I, I don't think that's fair to, to say he's not. Well, worried. I mean, it's his opinion. Yeah. It's, uh, you can certainly disagree, which you yeah. respectfully did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought it was an interesting conversation. Yeah. Look, we had talked in the offseason about is he putting in the work because we were seeing things on Instagram, and then all of a sudden you started seeing – all these workout videos were coming up from everywhere. I don't know when they were shot, when they were produced, but I always said, don't tell me about the labor. Show me the baby. Yeah, yeah. And, That's fair. And, and the performance, he, he said it, the tape and our eyes don't lie. We know what right. they've and been I putting think we in. Gotta see, like, if he has a bad season, I think that's a more fair conversation I do too. to have. We'll I, revisit it in December yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Because, look, when we last saw him, he looked a lot closer yeah. to the Deshaun Watson right. we saw in Houston than we had ever seen it, before. It wasn't, I, yeah, it was, was it an all-time game that he played? No, but it was, it was a good. really good game. But he's right. It was, it was pretty good. Yeah. It was pretty good. Okay, Mike. Uh, we got some super chats that we're going to get as many keep cut trades in as possible. We actually have a keep cut trade suggestion from a super chat, so we want to end with that one. Uh, first one comes from Simple, as stupid as it sounds, with the alleged burner account that was supposedly Watson's. Could he have done that as a, yeah, look, you need me type kind of thing? 
Yes or no? Real quick. We got a bunch of these. So well, what? I think not, that, that alleged played? burner account is not there anymore. You mean, could he have done the burner account? Or could he? did he not play to say how much you need? No, I, th- I think the Super Chat was asking if he made the burner account to be like, yeah, you need me. Or maybe, I, I, I don't know exactly what I have no asking. idea. Or did he, did he specifically sit out a game to say how you like me now? Uh, maybe, maybe that's what he was asking. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, no, uh, no, that's I, a I, bad I, way to prove a point. I, I, I don't, you I know how you prove a point? You go out and kick Baltimore's ass. Yeah, I, I yeah, don't. I, I don't no. put any. I do not believe he would do that no. at all. Not for one. Rakasan eleven eighty seven says you guys spent a whole year complaining about the media not say, uh, about coaches not saying anything, and now you guys are mad that he said something. Make we're up your minds. Mad. No, we're, we're not we, mad. We're, we're, I'm not mad. Yeah, and uh, my thing we're is, we're just curious why he did it. My thing is, it was so against his mo that it raised eyebrows. Yeah. Uh, Brunel Jackson said Stefanski wanted to deflect from his subpar coaching job. He's a sub-500 coach. Minus the COVID year, he's trash. We've he heard was, that a lot, and I don't believe that that's what – I don't think he was trying to take any criticism off him. No. And put it on Deshaun. No. Because he's too smart for that. Yeah. Uh, Pee Wee's Burner says media is always just trying to stir the pot. Y'all stupid. Oh. Thanks, Pee Wee. Pee Wee stupid. Wait, wait find out from Pee Wee what time his show is on, <laughs> where we can watch it. And how it's doing. Hey, and listen. It, I got a cauldron of say, doom over here. It, when, when, <laughs> they say, when they say stir the pot, like we don't have like, – these people give us the stuff. All we do is talk about it, bro. Yeah. And by the way – Yeah, we're not writing the storylines. The Browns cut the carrots. They, they chop the celery. The light the fire. We don't have to, and they, the Browns give us plenty hey, to listen, talk guys, about. guys, I think you're out of line. The Browns are a perfectly run organization. <laughs> they never make any mistakes, and we're just making stuff up. Next week on Sunshine yeah. and Roses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should do a segment, Sunshine and Roses. You know what it is? I got to tell you. I got to tell you. More than any fan base that I've been around, I can't say any, but any fan base that I have covered on a regular basis or in the areas that I've lived, this fan base is more defensive of its crappy product than I've ever seen a fan base Browns be. specifically, not the Cavs and the Guardians. Like, go to Chicago yeah. and hear what they're saying about the Bears. Yeah. You don't have people in Chicago saying, oh, the Bears' ownership is the best ownership you know, in town. Uh, what are you saying about the Giants right now in New York? Mike, Mike wants it's to go. Not nice. Jay, I tweeted that a couple years ago. When the Guardians suck, it's the Guardians' fault. When the Cavs suck, it's the Cavs' fault. When the Browns suck, it's the media's fault. That right. is, That's my right. God, that T-shirt. It's unbelievable. Because you're true. absolutely, yeah. they are so And you so know what? People protective. got so mad at me. For <laughs> but it's, it's true. It's true. They're it's so protective of their Browns. Yeah. Half of our viewers in a poll said that the Haslam's are the best owners in town. That's right. we got to get these last ones in here. Kenny Moss. Says, any chance in Watson was coming off a great game and was worried he'd struggle against the no, Ravens? No, no, stupid next. 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 Yeah, absolutely. Next. Okay, Roberto El Presidente says someone said G. Bush dressed like he's in the Football Hall of Fame. That is a gold yes. jacket. You know, if for a Browns player to go in the Hall of Fame, he's got the gold jacket and the brown mock on. Mm-hmm. Like, it looks good. Daryl Perryman says Stefanski can scheme people open, but that's irrelevant because he's a bad situational play caller and yeah, a bad. Yeah, that person doesn't know what he's talking about. Way next. too early. We love Daryl. Uh, Daryl chimed Darryl's, in again. Daryl's a good Blame friend. Andrew Berry for Jed Wills. He drafted a right tackle in hopes of making him a standout left tackle. That's not an easy swap. Professor Chaos said, <laughs> should the Browns right look into signing Lyle Collins? I know we touched on that real I quickly. would. Yeah. Uh, two more. Fields came out throwing dimes last night. Go Bucks. Justin Fields did look good. He leads the NFL in touchdown passes. He's now. Not, still not that good. And DJ Go Moore, all of a sudden, he and DJ Moore are like the best combo in football. And by the way, they, uh, the referees made a bad I call. They did make a bad call. And Gene Earl claimed it only happened to the Browns, and it happened to the Bears. By the way, on fantasy football, I think uh, Holly has like – 50 points from DJ Moore. She's killing it. I woke up. What the heck is this? Oh, is that who you play? Oh, so you're no longer undefeated. No. You're going down this week. Well, you don't know that. Long way to go. You get 50 points from DJ Moore. Last one says there is something to be said for instinct versus reacting as it relates to Deshaun. It felt like he was reacting in early games compared to the Titans game. And let's play a little keep cut trade. First one comes from a super chat. This is from Michael Ribovich. Keep cut trade. The tainted water in the studio. <laughs> any internet guest or any guests we have with internet issues, or not that Steve. I'm reading one from the super chat. Come on, does that look like tainted water or a guest <laughs> with internet issues? <laughs> or, he's channeling. He's channeling his inter Sean Porter right now. Yeah, yeah, like yo. So I'm gonna try that again, one. Steve. There's there's not a graphic. What's the third for this. one, Mike? You're chat. running out of time here. Let's go. Uh, tainted studio water. Any guest with internet issues or Jed Wills? Keep cut trade. Huh. I'm keeping guests with tainted, with, uh, keep, keeping guests with bad internet. Nah. I'm yeah. trading the tainted water. I, I'll lie about it being tainted, and I'm cutting Jed Wills. I'll keep the water because I haven't grown a third hand or anything off it. It tastes terrible. You can still drink it. 
uh, cut Jed, trade the internet issues. Like the, the oh the internet issues. I, I gotta I gotta. You got trade Jed. You can get a seventh for a six swap for him. I mean, can you? You can't get anything uh, for internet issues. If you get a seventh six swap for Claypool, you should be able to get it. For yeah, Jed, exactly. Right? Trade yeah. Jed. I don't know. Cut, I hate cut the I, internet. I issues. mean, nothing is nothing's worse than buffering. Nothing. Yeah, that's terrible. Ever like you you, you just. But uh, I'll keep the water. I got Jed. Got to go. Yeah, I'm with I'm with you guys. I mean, okay. I'll, I'll second that, but I will say I've never drank the water because don't drink the water. I smelled it, <laughs> That's and mad. I've heard you guys complain about it since day one. So I just bring my own game. Although it's Next. back to it's back to okay now. This yeah. one seems okay. We got half water, man. It's a case to go ahead, Mike. Situation. Go ahead, Mike. Come on. Hey, we're gonna fly through these. Anthony yeah. made them, and these are not easy mm. to make. So mm. we're gonna make sure we get these in. You yeah. have it's one bad. game mm. to win. One game to win. To make the playoffs. You need to win this game to make the playoffs. Keep Cup trade. Tomlin, Vrabel, or Harbaugh? This is correct, Steve. Yes. Tom, that's easy. I'm keeping one game uh, to make Harbaugh. The I'm trading uh, Tomlin. I'm cutting uh, Vrabel. Vrabel. One, I agree. That's easy. One game to make the playoffs? Yeah. I'm, give me Tomlin. Tomlin. Because Tomlin makes the playoffs. Every he year. just doesn't win once he gets <laughs> yes. there. Yes. So yeah. he knows how to make the playoffs. Yeah, give I'm, me Tomlin, trade Harbaugh, cut. I'm going to keep, keep Harbaugh. Harbaugh doesn't make the playoffs very often? No, but Tomlin. Tom, I, mean, I, I can only keep one. I'm keeping Tomlin. I, I would say that Tomlin's Harbaugh has more trade value than Vrabel. Making the playoffs is better than so, the Ravens. So, 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 I, I, I'm just guessing. So would you take, I don't know. Tom, would you take Tomlin over Harbaugh? Yes. It just did. For no, one for, game, no, for but first, oh, no, for coach, not for no, my coach. Oh. Yeah, me too. <laughs> okay. But that wasn't the question. That question was, you got to win one game to okay. make the playoffs. Yeah. If it was, you get one for the season. Yeah, give, give me Harbaugh. Give, give me Harbaugh, Harbaugh all yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, come on. All right, next up, you're down four. There's 70 seconds to play. You have one timeout. Keep cut trade. Mahomes, Brady, Elway. Ooh, oh, wow. Oh, my Lord. Well, give me the GOAT to keep. I'm going to trade Mahomes because he has value. Load. And I'm cutting Elway because of what he's done to Cleveland in, in, in the past. <laughs> I'm keeping Mahomes. I'm trading Brady. I'm cutting Elway. I'm with Bull. I keep Mahomes. He's playing in this. Wow. Even, even, See, in, the, even in the last. how great Tom Brady. No, we, no, we haven't. haven't. Yeah, we But haven't. the game's changed even in the last four Is or five Is he going to win yet. seven? Mahomes? Yeah. I, let me I, answer that for you. No. I, I, if he doesn't, he's, I, I still I, think he's going to be the best quarterback ever. I, I, didn't, I didn't see Tom Brady do it on Well, you think he has to win seven to be the best quarterback ever? Didn't say that. Okay. I asked a question. Physically, I think he's the best quarterback ever. Ever. Yes. Agreed. Second is Aaron Rodgers to be. Physically. Wow. Physically. I have to think about that. It's interesting because the two quarterbacks that you mentioned were, weren't, aren't running threats. No. And today's quarterback... It's the guys that can run it and throw it that are the biggest threats. They just got they otherworldly. They throw dots, man. They do throw <laughs> next dots. Right. <laughs> uh, next up, this is based on this season. Keep cut trade. TJ Watt, Micah Parsons, Max Crosby. Based on this season? This season. This season. Uh, I'm keeping Micah Parsons. I'm, I'm trading Max Crosby. I'm cutting Watt. He's been the worst of the three this year. I'd st- I'd agree on keeping on your keep. I'd flip the others. I, I'm trade with you. Yep, yep. yep uh, Max Crosby. Nobody pays attention to him because he's on a bad team. He's been be- he maybe he's been the best defensive. Yeah, but you're still going to get more for Watt than you are. Crosby yeah, you are in a on trade. a trade. That's nah, why I would from, do it. That not from smart football people. Oh, if, if, I, I would I, listen. I would. <laughs> I would. If you said T.J. Watt or Crosby today. Give me, give me, give me T.J. Watt. Yeah. You'd yeah. be wrong. Name, Which is why Brad. I would use him as trade bait. Yeah, I, I but it's that. it's interesting that we all across the board agree that Michael Parsons is him now. No yeah. doubt. All right. Yeah. All right. Next up, based on this season, how about this is one I never thought I'd ask: Puka Nakua, <laughs> Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Ceedee Lamb. We, don't we have like twenty five seconds to wrap up the show? We got till twenty seven today. Oh, oh, I'm keeping twenty six on my sheet. Amon Ross, St. Brown. I'm trading Lamb. I'm cutting Nakua. I'm not paying any attention to fantasy this year. I'll go with whatever Bull says. <laughs> um, I, I, I actually have all three of these players on my team. That's pretty good. Although St. Brown's a little banged up right yeah, now. Yeah, he's a little banged Give me St. Brown. Um, you know what I'm saying? I would have to cut, uh, cut Puka Nakua. I don't know how he gets open or why the Rams, what are they running, but I suggest the Browns <laughs> cut their copy and paste their routes. They get Cooper Cup back, I think, this week. And that's what I, I keep waiting to see. Yeah. What happens to Nakua when Cooper Cup comes back? Yeah, that's going to be fascinating. No, just, hey, you got 40 seconds for the last one. I definitely yeah, want to get this in. 40 seconds. C.J. Stroud, Trevor Lawrence, Baker Mayfield this season. Keep cut trade. 
I'm keeping... 30 uh, seconds. I'm keeping Stroud, trading Lawrence, cutting Baker. Keeping Lawrence, trade Stroud, cut Baker. Wait, I'm, this is this season only, guys. This yeah. season only. Yeah. Yeah. Give me, give me, I'm keeping Stroud, I'm trading Baker, and cutting and Lawrence. Wow. I'm keeping Lawrence, I'm trading Baker, and I'm sorry, Burrow, on uh, this season? No, Stroud. Stroud. Oh, Stroud. Stroud. Oh, yeah, I yeah, thought yeah, yeah. Okay, my bad. CJ uh, Stroud. Yeah, we'll see you on Channel 3. Punt! <laughs> 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 <laughs>
except for the fact that Deshaun Watson played well against the Tennessee Titans. But other than that, uh, it's been hit or miss. I mean, it's been ugly up front. Uh, we, we talked about the offensive line play. Jed Wills has not been great. Uh, the receivers aren't really open. The running game has really fallen off a little bit. And I, I look at it, what they told us and sold us. They sold us Elijah Moore, great offense, down the field throwing in Deshaun Watson. We just have not seen that to date. It still gets a little worse uh, against the 49ers, so we'll see. But I, I got to give them a C minus. Yeah, and I'm exactly where you are. I thought about going D, but I can't erase what we saw in the Tennessee game. So I don't think it's a D student. I just don't. We've seen how good they can be against Tennessee. We've seen how bad they can be against Baltimore. Somewhere in the middle lies the truth. I give them a C minus. Next up, defense. And Jason, you can start there. I mean, this is easy, right? Like A minus. The only reason it's a minus for me. They got dinged a little bit in the Baltimore game. Obviously, they weren't quite as good. So that takes them from an A to an A minus. But otherwise, I don't know how you can complain about a unit that's getting after the quarterback, bringing consistent pressure with by bringing four and five, not even really having to get exotic with some of the blitz schemes. The defensive backs have been great. Linebackers better than we expected. If it wasn't for a couple, and really the Baltimore, they, the offense turned it over and gave it to them on short fields. But they did let Lamar loose a couple of times. So for me, a minus is still that's pretty doggone elite. All right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna act like I'm in college and, and take a peek on your legend. <laughs> no one has ever copied <laughs> off me in their life. <laughs> you I are mean, so much trying. Yes. Yeah. I gotta go with I'm A minus. I'm the one buying tests <laughs> in college. <laughs> ah, blue book value right here. I got an A minus. I'm exactly where you are with it. If it wasn't for the Baltimore Ravens running the football, I think they may have found some things that other teams might try to capitalize on. Maybe some misdirection stuff. They got gashed a little bit in the run. But overall, we, we a couple weeks ago, we talking about this is the best Browns team defensively that we've seen in a long, long time. I can't really knock them down too much. I'll give them A minus. And, and I think that they actually have room to get back up to a regular A or A plus. Um, especially with the contest coming up against the 49ers. I'm giving them an A. So I'm the teacher that when the student comes to school and they're sick and they don't really have their best test day, I take that into account. No, the defense wasn't sick, but the offense was. They came in knowing there is zero room for air. And before they could blink, the offense gave them the Baltimore the ball on a short field. It's 7-0, and the defense at that point was thinking, I've seen enough of this offense to know that they're not going to score. So they, I'm not saying they gave up, but they knew to save your energy yeah. and take the L. I'm giving them an A. By the way, sometimes you eat fast food because you're fat. That's why. Well, that's what we do. <laughs> I give them an A. An A- minus is ridiculous. They I'm played the three best games of the year. The first three games, yeah, they weren't as good last week, but the offense killed them. They haven't got a ton of turnovers. And A, they've been the best defense in football so far this year. All right, let's go to special teams. Lot going on with this special teams unit. A lot of good, a lot of bad. G. Bush, where do you rate them? Uh, listen, I, in between, I'll give them a C plus. I was going to give them with a regular C because, uh, you know, Donovan Peoples-Jones is a guy who, you know, just catches the punts. We don't have anybody back there just taking over doing anything. I gave them a C plus because of our kicking situation. Night and day from where we were, uh, Jay, and I, I'll give them a C plus with that. Yeah, I'm going to give them a B minus, and here's why. In the kicking game, in the special teams game, I weigh, heavily weigh, the field goal kicking because that's a big part of football. Let's face it. Our kicker in Dustin Hopkins has been better than any of us could have imagined. He's been incredible. He's got 50-plus yard field goals in three straight games. Crazy. It's only been done by Phil Dawson, ever. So, B-minus, with a strong emphasis on you better figure out the punt returning position because that's been woefully bad. Mike, what do I got there? Boy, you gave special teams a B. Thank you. I gave him a B. The kicker's been great. Now we got to see it when the weather gets bad. Cade York was great to start last season, too. But the punter also, he's been excellent. You know, he was criticized yeah. in the past for his holding. He's an excellent punter. The, the major downfall, the only reason they don't get an A is because the punt return stinks. Yeah, I gave him a C. Uh, Dustin Ooh. Hoffman gets an Oscar for <laughs> best <laughs> performance. Hoffman. He's been terrific with the kicking game. Kick return game, they're down to their third returner. Obviously, they lost Jakeem Grant. They had to move Jerome Ford off it because he's now the starting running back. DPJ's been terrible on punt returns. It's, I go back, to, I covered Ohio State when Brian Rubisky was there. The whole point was just catch it and fall down. And that's kind of where we're at with the punt return game right now. So, it all balances out to me. I agree with Jay. Kicking game means more, but I still give him a C over. I, I'd be happy right now with catch it and fall down. 
What I don't want is let it go at the 30 and, that was and it one goes game. down to the 5. That oh, was oh, one it's game. A, can't take that it's out. It's a bad sign when kick it and fall down is better than what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's where we <laughs> that's are. That's a bad sign. All right, now let's grade the coaches. And, guys, this was the hardest one for me because on defense – we all agree that the defensive coordinator and Jim Swartz was the biggest acquisition move they made in the entire offseason, player or not. He's been phenomenal. His schemes have let this defense be as good as they've been. But on offense, I'm just not seeing it. I'm sorry. I went back and looked. Kevin Stefanski won four games in a row twice in 2020. In 2021, he won three games in a row once. They didn't do it last year, and they haven't done it yet this year. Win, lose, win, lose, win, lose. Give me some consistency. So for that reason, I'm going to be minus. I'm going to be minus as well, guys. I, I, you know, I said I agree with a lot of what you said there, Jay. Uh, Kevin Stefanski, who I've been a defender of, uh, has not done a particularly great job, I think, so far this year, uh, either on the field or off the field, where he, he helped create a controversy that didn't need to be. Had he not said what he said. Uh, you know, he, he's got to be aware of these things and maybe he pissed off his quarterback. I don't, I don't know. But um, to this point, he hasn't done a great job. Jim Schwartz raises the grade. He's been fantastic. Uh, special teams coach, okay. I'm not giving him any credit for the kicker. The kicker does his own thing. The rest of the special teams has been adequate. So that's why I go with a B minus. They're two and two, they're average. What's the average grade? A C. So I gave him a C. I yeah. agree. Kevin hasn't been as good as I had hoped. Uh, Jim Schwartz has been terrific. And I said this on the YouTube show a little bit ago. If ifs and buts were candy and nuts, you know, the, how that whole saying goes. But this team is one strip sack away and uh, against the Steelers from being 3-1 and one, and the only loss being when DTR started. So I think then we're having a completely different conversation. I think sometimes it looks worse than what it is. This, is a, this has been a C performance to me all the way around. Uh, for me, it's the tale of two cities. You got, uh, you got, uh, you know, the A plus. I wouldn't say Kevin Stefanski in the offense is an F, but I got to give it down the middle of the C. Um, it's average. I think the offense needs a lot of upgrading and, and, and creativity, learning down and distance, understanding that you got a DTR as a quarterback. You know, you know, pair it down for him a little bit. So I give him a C overall. I, I just really believe that that they can get better, and, and I think that Coach Stefanski. Uh, we'll go to, um, you know, we'll, we'll go to the playbook and make sure everything gets done and then it's all in the last two weeks during the bye week. All right, what you're saying is room for improvement. Remember that comment on the great card? Oh, I got yeah. it all the time. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> Needs <laughs> Let, improvement. Live up to the potential. Yeah. All right, we're taking a break here on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. When we come back, we hear from an expert in sports injuries. Should we be concerned about Deshaun Watson's shoulder? That's on the other side of the break with the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show on WKYC comes right back. Welcome back to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show on WKYC Channel 3. So it's a big concern for the Cleveland Browns. What is going on with the shoulder of quarterback Deshaun Watson? We know he had to sit out last game against the Ravens. He's got the bye to get well. But what are the chances he comes back and is 100%? Well, the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show talked to Dr. Jesse Morse early this morning to find out what we may be looking at here. Let's get some inside information. Deshaun Watson obviously dealing with a sore shoulder right now. He was unable to play last week. The Browns, are, of course, are on a bye this weekend. And next week, they hope to have Deshaun Watson back. So let's bring in our guest right now, Mikey McNuggets. Here he is. Doc, how are you? Thank you for joining us. I'm doing good. How are you? Great. We're doing great. Uh, we'll be doing better if Deshaun Watson can play uh, next Sunday. Obviously, you've been following the situation. We know he's got a, a sore shoulder, a contusion in the shoulder. We, it looked like he wasn't going to play. Then he said he was going to play, and in the end, he couldn't play. Do you, based on your knowledge of the situation, without obviously you haven't looked at him personally, do you expect Deshaun Watson to be back for week six against the 49ers after the bye? I do. I think this um, I think this is a unique situation where he was likely heading to go. Everything was pointing in the right direction, but he wasn't really able to throw a whole lot during the week. You know, that was the problem is that he couldn't really ramp up. And, and there's a couple different types of shoulder injuries. This is probably the mildest of all of them, which is ideal. But 
when you have inflammation of the rotator cuff and that's the muscle you use to throw and, and really do anything with your arms, uh, it becomes painful and frustrating and it's going to impact your accuracy, your velocity, and, and you're just not going to be able to put the ball where you want to. And then he's like, probably like, hey, I have a bye next week. Why would I not use that to my advantage? Now that you say that you think he is going to play, how does this injury affect his, uh, you know, him throwing the ball, pushing the ball downfield? I think it really depends on the severity of the inflammation and if there's any injuries to the tendons or to the labrum or to the AC joint. The AC joint is, is classically injured. Often guys land on their shoulder, the top of their shoulder. They bruise or, or, or strain. Uh, kind of beat up the AC joint ligaments, and that kind of is what stabilizes the top part of your shoulder. He reportedly doesn't have any of that. That's what happened to Derek Carr, and that's why he didn't look very good. Uh, but it doesn't sound like Deshaun Watson is dealing with that, which is good. Now, the the rotator cuff uh, is, is a bunch of important muscles, in, and there can be a lot of inflammation in there. So you really have to uh, kind of throw, but unfortunately those rotator cuffs – come underneath the tip of the shoulder and when that happens you can have inflammation and you uh if you have repetitive you're going to be rubbing on the bottom of that bone causing more inflammation which not only causes pain but is going to start uh lead to inaccuracy and inability to push so if he suffered a dislocation or an ac sprain those take much longer to heal and, and sometimes they don't and that would have been much more detrimental so if you have to pick your poison this would have been uh kind of best case scenario given what we know Doctor, really quick before we get you out of here on Nick Chubb, why did they break it into two different surgeries between the ACL, then went back into MCL, MCL first, then ACL? Why did they break those things in, in, into two different surgeries? Good question. So, so this was a bad injury, a bad, bad injury, um, and 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 you could see it just from the start. You don't really know the severity of the injury until you really open them up because MRIs are only so good. Um, when they went in. They saw, yes, we knew the MCL was pretty much fully torn. There's no way it couldn't have been torn based on the angle of his knee. The question was how much of his ACL is damaged, how much of his PCL, of his cartilage, of his meniscus, of the LCL, which is on the other side. Um, and, and when you have a significant PCL strain or, or fully tear, you have to restabilize the knee before you can reconstruct the ACL. So his real rehab won't start until the ACL is reconstructed. Dr. Morse looks like a long road back for Nick Chubb. We appreciate the time. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, Doc. My pleasure. When the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show comes right back, one change we all would make during the bye week. When the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show on WKYZ Channel 3 comes right back. Welcome back to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Stinks that we don't have Browns football on Sunday. Mm. But the Browns are looking at it as, oh, thank God we don't have to play a football game on Sunday. We're going to talk about the biggest changes in the football team that each of us would make. And mine's very simple. Just go back to Deshaun Watson. He fixes a lot of ills. If he's healthy and he's back out there, do what you did against Tennessee. Give it your best shot against San Francisco and see where the chips fall. You know, I look at it like this way for me, Jay. I, you know, change change some of your protections up. I think the offensive line is struggling a little bit. Um, you know, you look at Jed Wills, you look at him over here. But you, they have David and Joku over there helping and chipping out and different things like that. So if you're going to have that protection, that, that enables you to get the ball out very quickly. Get the ball out in, in your first progressions. Let guys get the ball in their hands, yards after catch. And don't look for the 12 to 15-yard play so much. Just get it out of his hands and continue to move the ball down the field without, without dropping back in five or seven-step seven drops. I want to see Deshaun get back to doing what makes Deshaun great, and that means putting the ball in his hands and giving him some more RPO options. We really haven't seen a lot of those yeah. RPO run pass options where he's deciding if you hand it off or if you throw it. Now, I don't know if they have a running back to hand it off to, but that's an entirely different conversation. But just let him have the opportunity to see the field and make plays. That's what I think has been missing from this. Uh, he had the one great game in his last time we saw him out. So maybe start to feel himself a little bit. Give him that opportunity now. Put the RPOs back in the playbook. I think Andrew Barry needs to go to the woods and find a grizzly bear. A grizzly bear to play <laughs> left tackle. That's what we need. Get an animal out there. Jed Wills is soft. Uh, but we can't do that. That's not possible. Joe Batonio needs a tetanus yeah, shot. Yeah, he'd, he'd, he'd eat Joe Batonio. That would be a big problem. So what you really got to do, a quick passing game. Just like me right now. I'm quick. I'm quick on my feet. Not really. But. You have to have that quick passing game. Tempo, 
flow. Let's get it going. Get the ball out and into the hands of the skill position players. I'd be happy with any and all of those changes. I mean, it's pretty obvious. Including the grizzly bear. <laughs> I, well, the grizzly bear is a stretch. <laughs> if you can pull that off, I'm all yeah. for it. We need something other than what we have right now on mm-hmm. left tackle. All right, I, we're going to have fun with this one. We've seen a lot of trick plays from this Kevin Stefanski offense. I'd say right now, none of them have been home runs. They've all been sort of mid. So we tasked the guys on the panel to draw up the one trick play that you want to see in the San Francisco game. And we're going to start with you, Bull, and it cannot include a grizzly bear. There is no grizzly bear. This is called the Jed Hop, okay? If we, we get it up right there, the Jed Hop. You see, most of the players are listed as circles. Jed is the rectangle because Jed's just going to lay down. He's going to just lay down on the field and hopefully the defensive end will have to jump over him to get to the quarterback or get to the uh, running back. If he has to, they have a better chance of slowing him down by them having to jump over Jed's huge body rather than Jed actually blocking and being pushed out of the way in, in, in a half a second. Now, to continue on the play, you see the big circle on the bottom? That's Miles Garrett. Get Miles Garrett out of the offense. And, and I got three tight ends. One, two, three tight ends. No wide receivers on his play. I go with Miles Garrett, and I block with three tight ends, and I run the ball 80 yards for a touchdown. Let's go. Let's go. Do it. <laughs> wow. All right, coach. Uh, listen, um, I'm going to go with a little more easy approach. See? Right here, we're going to call this is called the double direct snap. So we're going to snap the ball to Deshaun Watson. He's going to start front side. And he's going to run a read option. Now there's three options on this play, right? Hence the word option. He can either take the ball and then run an inside zone up front or he can hand the ball to the running back. If he hands the ball to the running back, which why would have Elijah Moore right there. He can go in motion and he can either run the option play and pitch it or he could drop back and throw a pass up top. It is the triple double direct snap and I think it works. Mine's easy if you've seen Varsity Blues. It's the Billy Bob. Billy Bob. It's the hook Billy and ladder. Bob. Send the guy in motion. You throw it to Amari Cooper who pitches it to Dewan Jones. It has to work. It worked in the movie. It'll be a 50-yard touchdown. Dewan will run down the field with defensive backs hanging on him. If you haven't seen Varsity Blues, go watch it. It's guaranteed to work every time. Well, it's going to take all 11 of the defense to bring Dewan Jones down. <laughs> yeah. I named mine. Uh, we've heard of the Bush push. Yep. Philadelphia Eagles are working that to perfection now. Mine's called not the Garrett Bush, the Garrett push. Oh. And here's how this play works. Also, Miles Garrett is lined up as the fullback. You've stolen my thing. Well, I told you guys yesterday that this was my play. Can confirm. So Miles Garrett is lined up as the fullback. If you want to use Harrison Bryant, because for whatever reason, our quarterback Watson doesn't like doing these. He's just going to sneak the ball, and Miles Garrett doesn't touch the ball. He just grabs the quarterback and carries him forward to the first down. It will work every time. Philadelphia Eagles have perfected that play. All right, we're taking a break. When we come back, absurd odds on the Browns winning the division. What's up with that? When the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show comes right back. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, welcome back to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. We love talking about percentage chances of making the playoffs. We know it's four games in. They're two and two. ESPN uses something that they call the FPI. Here are the chances ESPN gives the Browns of winning the division or just making the playoffs as a wild card. To win the division, they're an 11.5% chance. To make the playoffs a little more than 48% chance. Jason, which of those numbers is more wrong? Well, this is why I would never work at ESPN, Jay, because I would (laughs) never go for something as silly as an 11.5% chance to win a division when you're 2-2 and in a game out of first with 13 games to go. Like, the 48% chance, that's about right. Like, it's 50-50. It's a coin flip they make the playoffs. 
to give them an 11% chance to win the division, that's silly. That doesn't make any sense. I don't know how they came up with that number. They're a game out of first place right now. That's uh, based on projections. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's good old AFC North uh, uh, bias. I, I think the people are, are messing around thinking that, that Terry Bradshaw and me, Joe Green, are coming out of the locker room. Obviously, 11% is crazy. Like, if you have a 50% chance to make the playoffs, you at least have a 33% chance of winning the division. I think it's just absolutely way too low, Bull. What's your percentage, Jason? He is 33. You have... Uh, 35 to 40. All right. I got, see, I got the Browns at about, I think I got every team in the division with a, somewhere close to a 25%. Exactly where between I Between 25 yeah. and 30. Maybe yeah. the Steelers a little lesser. And if the Bengals lose this week, then they'll be way less than that. But ultimately, I agree with you guys. I would have somewhere between 25 and 30. I would actually have their chances of making the playoffs a little higher too. Maybe like 55%. But I think definitely the most agree. In the end, they're not four times more likely to yeah. make the playoffs and win the division. Yeah, They're I obviously more so likely to make the playoffs and win the division, but 11's way too low this early in the season. Yeah, the thing of it is there's four teams. So if you just did it on a blind average draw, which right. we know it can't be that way, they're all 25%. The Bengals are in a really interesting spot because you're right. If they lose this week, their path to the playoffs gets very, very narrow. Yeah. So I would actually, if the Browns, without playing, stay at 2-2, two and two, and you've got the Bengals at one and four, I think the Browns would go up to like a 30 to a 35% chance. But the 11% yeah. ESPN, come on. You guys, you guys are better than that. You really are. All right. Uh, no Buckeye or no Browns game. We do have the Buckeye game Saturday. That hopefully will get us over the hump. One thing I want to take a second to do right now, if you're watching this show and you're saying, wow, this is an interesting show, I've never seen it before. You can watch us every Monday through Friday, 11 to 1 live. All you do is go to any navigation bar, any Google, type it in, UCSS for the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. We're on YouTube every day. You can watch us live 11 to 1, or you can watch us on demand whenever you get off work, whenever you've got a little bit of extra time. Make us a habit. That's going to do it for this edition of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show on WKYC. We'll see you next week. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.